Hi, I'm Nicole Ball. And I'm Amy Kamsa. We're proud to sponsor Rocky Shepherd's Rye Rangers podcast. As part of the Rye Rangers family, we know how the ice can feel like your second home. When you're ready to buy or sell your home off ice, give us a call and we'll give you top shelf service. <laughs> Hey there, Coach Rocky here, talking about all things rye hockey. Uh, today I'm very happy to have with me uh, Jennifer McCaskill, who is the assistant coach for the Manhattanville Women's Valiance Ice Hockey Team. Wow, that's a mouthful. Jen, welcome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, I, I think this is great, and, and I'm so happy you're here because um, I was doing a little research uh, with the Rye Rangers and I found out that um, in our MITE program now we have 35 girls, um, both in the MITE program and the junior clinic. And in our squirt program, uh, out of 75, we have 15. And then it drops down to about five in the Pee Wee program and that's about it. Um, so we've been talking a lot about ice hockey in general over the podcast. But now I want to drill down a little bit into uh, girls hockey. And I can't think of a better guest than you to be here with us today. So bear with me. I have a, a few questions I'd like to ask you, and, and we'll get on with it. Of course. Great. So, Jen, um, how old were you when you first started playing ice hockey? So I started at the, around the same time, uh, minor hockey boys. My brothers growing up joined hockey when they were five years old, so obviously I wanted to be just like them, and I joined when I was five. It was actually uh, a deal going on in my hometown. I lived in a small town in Nova Scotia where the third child could sign up for $35. So <laughs> my parents put me in, and I ended up loving it more than they did. So it was awesome the way it worked out. So you were five years old, and it was a, um, was it a co-ed program back then? Yes, it was, but like I said, being from a small town, there weren't very many girls that played hockey, so I was one of the few. Um, growing up. So um, this sort of leads into the next question. You know, what were your earliest memories of, of being a mite? And by the way, up in Canada, did they refer to mites as the uh, eight and unders? They actually referred to mites as Timbits because Tim Horton sponsored all the minor hockey programs. So that was pretty cool. Um, I guess one of my earliest memories that sticks out to me is just waking up. Obviously, the ice time was available at 7 a.m. So I remember my dad waking me up at, at 6.30, getting dressed at home, but one day he was too tired and he um, told me, he gave me the option, Jen, do you wanna come go today? I know it's early and of course I wanted to go. So I don't know, I think from back then I just love the game from, from day one. So I, yeah, I just remember be freezing my toes off in a cold um, small rink in my hometown and, and yeah, that's pretty much. Now was it was it natural ice uh, or out, was it outdoor rink? It wasn't an outdoor rink. It was it, it was an older rink, so um, it was just a small little barn. But and eventually, growing up, I they actually closed it because it was just too old and they couldn't handle it anymore. But um, yeah, it was a it was a, it had a lot of character that that first rink. So did they, um, when you first started playing, did they group you together? Uh, I know you were called the, the Timbits. Timbits. I love that. <laughs> uh, did they group you together just as the Timbits were maybe five, they're five and six year olds and keep you away from the seven yeah. year old? So did they, were there age breaks yeah, along the so way? Yeah, so it was, there was the five, five and six year olds, seven and eight year olds, nine and 10, and then it would go Adam, Pee Wee, Bantam, 
And um, and how many girls, can you remember back then when yeah, you were five honestly, and Yeah, honestly, I was the only girl playing in my hometown on those teams until I would say peewee age, which is, I guess, uh, fourth and fifth grade, probably. So I was by myself for quite a while. So take us through that. How was that for you? Was it... Would, did you feel odd or did you feel comfortable? Did your brother brothers make you feel yeah, more comfortable? I actually, I never had a chance to actually play with my brothers. The, the age gap took us separated for um, growing up. It was it was strange, but I made a ton of friends and um, I think it was really good for my development as a hockey player. Um, and you know, when you're young, you don't really think much of it. You're just part of the team and you just love the game. So you just play, you don't really think about, you know, being the only girl. And did you travel w with your team? Yeah, so um, obviously when, when you're in Mites, you, we didn't travel as much, um, but since they're being like local, I'm sure here in Rye, there's a lot more local teams, but we would have to travel probably an hour, 45 minutes um, to play our games until, you know, you start playing rep hockey and then you do a lot more traveling. Okay, you call it rep hockey? Rep. Rep hockey, what, yeah. do, what does that mean? It's, it's basically the teams that you start to try out for and, and that's when I guess it's when it gets a little more serious and you're just not, you know, part of the team because you go. Um, it's more like a tryout, I guess. Okay. Yeah. And, and w uh, when did you start, uh, when did you make the switch from playing co-ed ice hockey to all girls? So I guess I took it to the last possible minute. <laughs> um, so I played up until Bantam age, so that's actually, it was my uh, freshman year in high school I actually played with the boys still um, and then after that I don't know how similar it is here but it's midget it, it's time to the turnover to midget hockey so that was when my dad basically asked me you know it's time to switch what do you want to do um, do you want to stay around here that being said there was only a four-team league in Nova Scotia and that's basically traveling over the whole province. So for girls. Yep. So that and, was. And what was it? I'm sorry. What was the age break for that team? Um, freshman year in high school. So I guess 14, 15. Right. Um. So then he gave me the option of visiting um, a few prep schools. I was recruited to one in Oakville, Ontario, and a couple in in the U.S. But I wasn't really. I didn't really know much about them. But I knew a girl. She was from the city in Nova Scotia. She went to Cornell actually, and she actually went to this prep school. So I knew a lot about it from that. I knew they had a, a reputation of recruiting East Coasters from um, Canada. So I went to visit and I was upset that I had to leave home and switch, but <laughs> it ended up being the best possible scenario and I loved it. So I visited two schools in Ontario um, and a couple prep schools in the U.S., um, New England area, and ended up loving the campus in Oakville, Ontario, and that was when I made the switch. So I played prep prep hockey there, and then in my so uh, sophomore year in high school, I ended up playing for the club team as well, so um, it's called the Provincial Women's Hockey League, and there's a lot of, it's a, it's a really good league in Ontario, so I don't, I guess I would say that being from a small town in Nova Scotia, there wasn't as many options, but it really opened my eyes when I moved how how big the game, the women's hockey game was, and how 
many options there were for girls in, in other places. So. so once you made that decision, and it sounds like your father had a little bit to say with it, <laughs> yeah. um, and you went with all girls hockey, you, you never looked back. You, did you, did yeah, you go back? Yeah, I mean, it just got to that age where the, the boys were growing, um, and I, was, I stopped growing, so I was just too small to play. Um, and I know a lot of girls that you know, played growing up, and that's basically the around the time that they would switch to, to girls hockey. So, um, but I definitely have to say that when I finally did make the switch, it was it was an awesome experience, and um, I don't think I could have waited any longer, just size wise, you know, and it turns into a physical game. So, right. So I, I guess this uh, it leads into this next question. Uh, what would you say were the biggest differences between playing co-ed, playing with boys and girls, mm -hmm. and then playing with the all-girls? And specifically, did you ever play hit hockey? I did, actually. So um, I guess from my parents were a little worried about that. And obviously, sitting in the stands, they probably um, had to close their eyes a few times when I was playing. But I played hit hockey. Um, like I said, I had a growth spurt early, so I was a taller kid in my younger years, but then as I started growing up, the guys caught up to me and eventually passed me in size. But um, So that was interesting. I actually never got injured um, in hit hockey. I broke my arm when I was in Adam, um, but it was just a collision, and that was the only bones I ever broke, knock on wood. <laughs> but yeah, so... The differences, I would say, is when I made the switch, I really learned to slow slow the game down a little bit. When you're playing head hockey, you kind of have to have your head up at all times and um, you know move really quickly. But then switching to the women's game, you just kind of realize how much more time you have. But I think it, it was really good for me because it brings the intensity level up, and I think it, it made me a lot tougher, and it was really good for my development. So in the U.S. right today, we don't start hit hockey until Bantam. Okay. Um, but there is a debate going on as to whether we should start a little bit younger or at least preparing mm -hmm. uh, the players for hit hockey. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that experience where you know you, you had a coach who said, "Hey Jen, you know, get yeah. your head up and uh, don't turn your back and yeah, make no, sure you know where was, you are." It was actually in Pee Wee where we started hit hockey in Nova Scotia. So um, we actually. W there is a like a clinic for for the young kids that they take like a hitting clinic to learn you know just kind of how to take that impact and how to what what a safe hit or a, a fair hit is and um, that was actually pretty exciting to go to <laughs> because I was a little bigger when I took that so yeah. I could hold my own. So you dished it out a little bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. I like it. Um, okay, so now we're um, now you're at, uh, in prep. Um, in Oakville, Ontario, mm -hmm. and uh, you must have had quite a career because you ended up um, going to college yep. um, on a hockey scholarship. Yes. Can you take us through that? Yeah, so um, when I moved to Ontario, every, every girl's goal was to play um, college hockey and, and, you know, sort of strive to receive interest from college coaches and receive a scholarship. Um, so. I had a lot of the girls that were kind of ahead of the game because I was late to make the switch to girls hockey, so they had had the experience, you know, talking to college coaches and um, just kind of being seen. So I was a little bit later. I didn't really know much, but I did know that it was a goal I wanted to achieve. Um, and then in Canada, you you actually can't receive 
um, scholarships, athletic scholarships. So it was a good route to, you know, sort of strive to get a, a athletic scholarship and, and play college hockey in the U.S. And um, I started to get some exposure when I moved to Ontario and started playing there. And, you know, one of my teammates was actually committed to the to the college that I went to, Mercyhurst University. It's a has a pretty storied um, hockey program and pretty successful. So um, I knew that they had a, a good program. Um, they had a couple Olympians, and they saw one of my line mates. And then I uh, had a, a talk with the assistant coach, and ended up, you know, loving what he had to say, and, and was really excited about a successful hockey program and. And that's kind of when I made my decision. It was actually, it was in my senior year, so it was late, but um, I don't think it could have worked out any better than it did. It was awesome. Well, Jen, um, I've looked at your bio. You had a, a fantastic uh, college career. Um, looking back on, on your playing, playing time, and now um, as being a assistant coach in Manhattanville, um, who would you describe as your best coach or hockey mentor along the way? So if you had asked me this question a couple of years ago, I probably would have said um, the coach I had in my last year of boys hockey, he was, it was really good for my development. And I think he was really mindful, you know, being the only girl on the team. And he, he just helped me a lot in my development. Um, but then when I went to Oakville, I had a really passionate coach. Her name was Grady Cochran. And she was involved in the Oakville Hornets organization, which is a lot like the Rye Rangers and um, she was really dedicated to the program you know she just wanted to make her players better and she just loved what she did and that was really inspiring and I actually still keep in touch with her to this day so um, she was awesome and now you know being in the next step of my life I think that my college coach played a huge role in you know who I am now and it's stuff you don't really realize when you're um, you're living it but it's stuff that I think I take with me now into my coaching and, and just into my my life. So um, I really liked my coaching staff at Mercyhurst, my college. Um, Mike Sisti, he was he was really awesome, and you know he was he's really respected because of the success he had. He started the the women's program at Mercyhurst, and he's been doing it for a long time, and he did a great job. And I think that his habits every day is is just really important and. Um, learned a lot from him so great and so um you just graduated last year i did and you've come now to manhattanville mm -hmm. how did what was the connection between mercy hearse and you know coming down yeah, to uh, so i knew that i wanted to coach and i knew that i wanted to continue my schooling and um so i i heard about you know a grad assistant position and i kind of looked around um there were a few options but manhattanville seemed like like the best fit i had a couple phone conversations and um, obviously coaching with Dave Turco um, when I spoke with him I just knew it would be a good place for me um, and yeah so I was really lucky to have this opportunity we have a lot of um, mutual we know a lot of mutual people as well um, he coached with Eric Lang who was the assistant coach with Brian Riley whose two sons actually went to Mercyhurst with me so um, it was pretty pretty cool. The hockey world is so small, and you find out so many connections. Um, so, yeah, we sort of realized that after the fact. But, um, yeah, just knowing, you know, the area, Manhattanville, White Plains, Rye, um, it was a perfect fit for me. So I'm really glad that I'm here, and I think it worked out really well. So you're in a master's program. Right. 
Is that a one-year program? Two-year program. Two-year. Um, sports, business management, I really enjoy it so far, um, but I think it's the best of both worlds. I get to continue being involved in the game and coaching. It's a really good transition, I, I feel, too, from, from playing um, and then obviously doing school as well. So let's uh, look down the road five years from now. I know we're moving very fast <laughs> from the Timbits to the future. <laughs> Uh, what do you see in your future for coaching in ice hockey? Yeah, honestly, um, like I said, this is a two-year program, um, and I think it's going to be strange to coach anywhere else without Turco and Chris LaRocca because they're such a great staff, and it's just super fun being around them, and I, I think I learned a lot from them. But um, I'd like to continue coaching, and I think if if the opportunity was there, I would probably, go, I would probably try to head back to my, uh, my old school, Mercyhurst, and, you know, just, you know, since no, I know a lot about their program and, and the staff, I think that would be cool. But obviously when you're young, you have to kind of just roll with whatever's available, whatever options. So I think, you know, I'll keep my doors open. And I'd like to stay involved in coaching and obviously be part of the game. So that's where I'm, I'm looking forward to. Well, Jen, the, uh, the game of hockey is lucky to have you. You are. You. You've done really well, and I applaud you. And you still are playing. Yes, I am. Where, tell us where you're playing right now. So I'm playing in the CWHL. It's the Canadian Women's Hockey League, and I'm playing for the Worcester Blades. So the league is, they're looking to join the leagues, the NWHL, which has the um, Metro Riveters, the other team in, in Newark, and then they have the Connecticut Whale. So they, they're looking to grow the leagues more and then eventually combine them which would be awesome um, and I definitely see that happening in the future um, so the league right now that I'm involved in has teams in two teams in the greater Toronto area so they have a Markham and Toronto team they have a team in Montreal Calgary and then Worcester the team that I play for and then they actually have a team in China so that's been a new expansion in the league and it's it's been great so far they're tr since they're trying to grow the game out there um, they have a big sponsor that you know lets allows for those girls to travel over here and play games and they actually trap our teams will travel to China and play a, a couple of three game series so and, wh and when cool. might that be they actually went in October and I had um, games with Manhattanville <laughs> so okay. I couldn't go but Priorities. Just, yeah, exactly. So um, I'm lucky to have the opportunity to do both. Um, both ends, I think Dave Turco and also my coach and general manager with the Worcester Blades have been really good with, you know, knowing um, that I have a lot on my plate and the Worcester teams knows that, you know, my job comes first and coaching comes first. But when I'm available to be there, I've been able to play a few games, which has been awesome so far. Uh, what uh, what a great relationship you have uh, with Worcester for them to exactly. allow you to do that. Jen, again, this has uh, been really terrific, and, and thank you so much. Thank you. Um, I always like to end up uh, my podcast with a question. Mm -hmm. uh, what fun fact would you like to share with our audience that might be a surprise to them? I think my fun fact was, you know, the reason I joined hockey, $35, um, and it's crazy to think how many... How, how many years have passed and how much that has changed, but um, I usually like to tell people that. The, the reason I joined hockey was because it was $35 and I was the third child, and you know, I don't think it could have set me up for a, a better life, so um, that's usually my fun fact, um, I guess. Yeah, that would probably be 
be it. My, I guess I'd like to throw in that I, um, just leaving home at a young age, not a lot of people realize that it's, you know, um, high school age. My brother left at this, at that age as well, but he was local, so I kind of like to, to bring that up, you know, that I left at a young age and, and just ran with it. I haven't been home for, I guess, eight years, nine years now. So, yeah, hockey's brought me a, a lot of awesome places. Well, I'd like to add to that. I like the $35. I like the uh, the Timbits. Yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Tim Morris is a big sponsor, so all the all the teams in the minor hockey are called the Timbits, and, you know, they, Tim Hortons literally is on the jerseys in here Mites age, so it's pretty cool. That's great stuff. Uh, Jen, thank you so much, and, and congratulations, you. and uh, good luck this season thank with the Valiants. So thank you. Thanks for having me.